The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Between me and my wife over the 14 years of Baruch Hashem, happy marriage, we have a phrase between us that actually stemmed from not the happy times, but from the difficult times. The times where we were looking and turning for the help of Borei Olam, trying to make sense with the situations, the trials and tribulations that we were going through in life. And we coined a term that we say to each other, to give each other hizuk. And that is simply, who's in charge? Stop for a minute and think. Who's in charge? Let me tell you where this came from. It came from that very fateful day that Hashem should give me the strength and the kochot to give over to you properly. After we got married, waiting a year, two, and then three to have children. And at that time, believe me, I tell you, when all your friends who got married the same time as you already are on their second and third child, and yet you're waiting and your wife at home, quietly, behind doors, as for you not to see, is crying. But she doesn't want to bring you down with her. So she tries to be strong. So you try to be strong for her. And the times that you're down, she tries to be strong for you. But at times it just doesn't always work that way. So there are times where you both fall on each other's shoulders and break down. And yeah, those are the difficulties of life. Those are the situations that Hashem puts us in as tremendous tests to test our emunah, to test our bitachon. The times that you feel will never end. And it's at those times that these wonderful situations take place. After three years, it became so difficult that it was hard for my wife to even go to a family or friend's brit milah. Because you just didn't want to hear people walking up to you anymore and saying, Be'ezrat Hashem by you. You just didn't want to hear it anymore. Just didn't want to hear it. Just didn't want to hear it. Don't worry, inshallah, this year. You just didn't want to hear it. You just didn't want to hear it anymore. Just didn't want to hear it. You know, you've been to so many doctors around the world, so many different countries, and they're all telling you that you can't have children. You just don't want to hear it. It's so painful. We should never know. In those darkest moments of life, should never know. So there we were, coming back from Israel. We did every sigula you could imagine. You cannot imagine what we did. Every sigula in the world that there was for having children, we did. But to no avail. Well, we come back to America after three years of learning in Kolel in Israel at that time. And I'm back here now, in Brooklyn, Flatbush. And my mother-in-law, you knew that was coming. See, usually, my mother-in-law, she's Americanized. Other mother-in-laws come knocking after six months of marriage. I understand that. True, six months! Sixty days, Rabbi! You don't know what she did to me! Yes, I understand. But after three years of marriage, we come back to America. My mother-in-law told us, let's go find somebody. We found a doctor. This guy was known to be 
New York City, the top, top doctor in this area of infertility. Top. He was so big. How big was he? He was so big. He was so big that he didn't take insurance. $1,500 an appointment. That's just Shalom Aleichem. That's just, that's just a Shalom Aleichem. That's just to shake your hand to walk in. $1,500 an appointment. Should never know from this. And I'm stressing this for a reason. So that when you go home tonight, you look at your kids sleeping in bed with that, those angelic faces. You're going <clears> to... <throat> I shouldn't go there. You'll appreciate every single one of them. Even with the cookies all messed over and mushed on their face. And the ice cream messed up on their best Yom, Yom Tov outfit. Even so, they're a gift. They're a gift. And we went to this doctor in New York City. $1,500 a first appointment. And first he went and he checked my wife, he checked myself, and he turns around and he tells us, well, there's no question in the world you cannot have children. There's nothing to talk. Maybe, maybe, he tells me, maybe, if we operate, we could try to have test tube children. Should never know. I told the German doctor, listen, we went to many doctors. They told us the same. And I'm telling you like I told them. Boreola, there's a God in heaven. I don't know why he's putting us through this, but I guess he, wa <clears throat> he wants our tefillot. Nonetheless, we're giving him the tefillot. If you can help us, then thank you. We'll continue to pray to God. Now, you had to see this guy. This guy was ge'e ge'e. This guy was the top doctor. In he had his own magazine. He had his own help group. He had his own everything. For him, for a little Jewish kid to tell him that, he got so offensive. I remember he got up. Six foot three German. He got up. He said to me, You're a fool. God would have helped you long ago if he wanted to help you. And he was going on and on with his beautiful, beautiful atheist soliloquy. I picked myself up with my wife and I said, I think it's time we're going. And we walked out of that office. Ah, you can imagine. We walked out the front door. My wife, this, this was, this doctor was her last, this was it. This was the last stop on the train. She walked out the front door and she just broke down crying. And I said to her, who's in charge? Who's in charge? Is it the doctor who's in charge? It's Boreola. And ever since then, we coined this phrase. We coined this phrase 30 days later. When I, I got a hysterical call from my wife in the middle of the day one day, saying, you got to come home. Finding out that she was expecting for the first time. 30 days after this, this story. We coined that phrase when we called up this gay German doctor. We called him up and we told him, she's expecting. He says, it's impossible. He told me, it's impossible. You cannot have children. Finished. He says, go take a blood test. I don't believe it. You're the 1% that's written on all those boxes. You're the 1%. Go take a blood test. You're the 1%. Go take a blood test. We took a blood test. They sent him the, they sent him 
the results of the blood test. I'll never forget, he called me a week later and he says, David, with a heavy German accent, David, it seems that you're right. <laughs> I'll never forget those words. Never forget it. It seems that you're right. She is expecting, he tells me. He says, I have no logical, scientific way of explaining this. If you feel it's God, then I'm happy for you. So I asked him, so what do you feel? He says, I have no way of expressing So you're even willing to say that you have no answer but to look up to heaven. He says, it just doesn't make sense. You know what? That little didn't make sense of who's in charge is named Adina today. And then 16 months later, another one by the name of Sarah today. And then a few months later, a few years later actually, a few years later, a little boy by the name of Yitzhak Ze'ev. Who's in charge, I ask you? Who's in charge? Is it the doctors? No. It's nobody but Boreola. At times where things seem to be so dark and so dead-ended, and there's no way out. And it hurts. And it makes no sense. Va'atzat Hashem hitakum. The message of Shevedan. The message of the bitachon. The faith, the heartbeat of the Jew. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.